Welcome to LHA Church. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Jerry Galloway, lead pastor here at Lighthouse Assembly. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, if you take them out and let's go together to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. We're going to begin reading this morning from the 13th verse, 1 Thessalonians 4, beginning in verse number 13 together today. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Father, we just look to you right now this morning and In these next few minutes, Lord, that we have to be together, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will enable us to hear from the mind, the heart, and the Spirit of God. Father, I pray today that you enable me to speak only the things, Father, that you have for us in this place. Lord, above all, I ask, Father, today your will would be done in this place, but more closely in the lives of each one of us, starting right here with me, and Lord, working down every aisle all the way to the back doors into the other departments of this church, Lord, let your will be done and accomplished in this place. And Father, I ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ, and all the church said together, amen, amen. amen. Our passage this morning has one main thought for us. Jesus is coming again. Can you say amen? Amen. I had planned this morning and all week, I had worked in preparation for uh, sharing with you in the Live Love Lead series. Uh, Yesterday throughout the day in prayer, it just, the Lord just kept speaking to my heart and uh, talking to my heart about this direction and so today I'm just going to kind of follow his direction and not what I had originally prepared but I just want to share with you this morning for a few minutes and I my prayer all morning as uh, you know things were going on around the building I was walking around the building was just Lord help us help us today for the next few minutes to focus our thoughts and our attention on something that is more pressing than the busyness of our careers, 
something that is more pressing than the busyness of housework and, and life work, if you will, the busyness of routines. And for the next few minutes, my friend, I would invite you to focus your attention together for a few minutes on something we call eternity. The reason for that focus, the reason for spending the next few minutes together is because Jesus is coming soon. The date and the time are already set. Though you and I don't know the day, though we don't know the time, it it is an absolute Jesus Christ is coming. The facts have been settled. The truth is plain. The plans have been made. The sequence of events are already being set into motion to bring about the most incredible day in the life of the church, the day when Jesus Christ returns. Someday very soon, the Bible tells us in the twinkling of an eye, the sky will break open, the trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Jesus Christ will appear, every wrong will be made right for his children, and we will reign with Jesus Christ forever and ever. And in a moment, the Bible says, all of this will take place. In just a moment's time, everything you and I have went through, everything we've experienced in this life will be made right. All the questions that you and I have had will be answered. All the confusion will be cleared up as Jesus Christ returns for his church if you have your bible open or your electronic device we're going to spend our time together in this passage we've read together you'll notice in verse number 18 it gives us this encouragement and it says therefore encourage one another with these words the message of the return of jesus christ is a message of encouragement for the church when others are in times of great joy Encourage them with these words. When there are those who are going through times of testing, encourage them with these words. When there are those who, uh, as Paula mentioned earlier, are going through times of discouragement and, and even depression, I encourage you to encourage each other with these words. Jesus Christ is coming again. Jesus Christ is soon to return. It is the greatest hope of every believer. There's probably no other encouragement that will bring hope to the heart of a child of God than the thought of the return of Jesus Christ. It is. It has always been. It is today and will continue to be until he comes back the greatest hope of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why often are so many Christians sad and filled with despair and fear when they think about the future? You know, we are living. I I don't remember a time in my life where it seemed like the world is so unsettled as it is today. 
And when we often look at those things, fear begins to fill, fill men and women's hearts and, and worry begins to fill our hearts about the future and what the future will hold. We wonder often, why are we so filled with fear? I believe it's because the reality, the hope of the church has not been often settled in our hearts. There are many who don't understand this hope of the church. Many thoughts. There's many opinions out there today about the return of Christ. And, you know, we are in a, a period of time in our culture in America today where religion is at an all-time high. But when I, when I talk about religion, I'm not just talking about Christianity. I'm talking about multiple religions and, and spirituality. There's so much confusion about the end of times that often people say, well, I picked up this book and I read it and, and I, I learned some things I didn't know before. My friend, I want to encourage you as I encourage myself, before we look into anybody else's book, we need to look into his book. He doesn't make any mistakes. He doesn't misjudge. He doesn't write things in the wrong way. It's his plan. It's his purpose. I want to encourage you to look into the Word of God. The hope that you and I have is anchored in the Word of God. This is not a maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. This hope is founded upon the Word of God. It's a foundational truth. We believe. We believe that Jesus died. Amen? We believe Jesus rose again. Amen? And we believe Jesus is coming again. Can you say Amen? Jesus Christ is soon to return. There's some truths the Apostle Paul wants us to understand about this truth of the return of Christ and, and what it entails for believers. The first thing we find that he points out in verse 13 is this. We need to be informed. We need to be informed. If there's an event that's upcoming, you need to know about it. A few minutes ago, we announced there's a youth auction. You can't come if you don't know about it. You and I need to be informed about some things in our lives. That's what the apostle's writing in verse 13. He says, brothers and sisters, we don't want you to be uninformed. There are many people who just don't understand the truths about the coming of the Lord Jesus. There are those because of culture, because of different teachings, because of theories of mankind. There are many out there today that are even wondering in their mind, will the rapture, will Jesus actually really return? I would remind you of the words of 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, where he said, above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires, they will say, where is the coming he promised? My friend, if you and I will look into the word of God, the confusion gets cleared up. When we look into the word of God, we find we don't have to be confused about Jesus Christ's return for the church. Verse 13, he says, brothers and sisters, we don't want you to be uninformed. He continues on there about those who sleep in death. Now the term sleep is used at times throughout the Bible to refer to death. We find it in John 11 verses 11 through 14 when Lazarus has died and days later Jesus says to his disciples these words. He says, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I'm going there to wake him up. 
His disciples replied, you ever had somebody talking about one thing and you're on a totally different track? That's where the disciples were. His disciples were like, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Jesus had been speaking about his death. But his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly. You know, I don't know if you're like I am, but when I read Bible stories like these, I kind of see them in my head. You ever been talking about something and somebody has no idea? And, and, and I know we're in church and everybody's spiritually, but you just kind of roll your eyes like you have no idea what you're talking about. You have to part. I know he's Jesus, son of God, but I kind of, when I read this, I kind of see Jesus sitting there going, oh, good Lord. <laughs> Notice what he says here. He says, then I told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake... I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. He says, I don't want you to be uninformed about those who have died. Then he continues on in verse 13 with this reason. He says, so that you will not grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. When it comes to the time of death, those in this world... You've seen it, I've seen it. When it comes to a time of death, there are those who are absolutely filled with no hope. They are confronted with the end of a journey, the end of the journey of this life as you and I know it. They don't experience the hope that you and I as believers have when we lay a loved one to rest. Our hearts our emotions, our very life experiences a natural grief over the loss of a loved one. Listen, that's a part of living this life. But there's a transition here. Our grief is not as the world knows grief. Our grief is arrested by the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. There's a hope that springs forward in our hearts knowing that one day we'll be joined together with our loved ones. And I tell you, as time goes on, it's getting nearer. It's getting closer. It won't be long until we'll be together again. It has been said the world is filled with a hopeless end. But for every believer in Christ, they are filled with an endless hope. He says, I don't want you to be uninformed. The next thing he does say is this. It's the hope of every believer. Look at verse 14. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. So we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who've fallen asleep in him. Friends, this truth is a part of the gospel message. We believe Jesus died. He died on the cross for our sins. It's there that he died to bring salvation to you and I. Jesus Christ died on the cross that he might triumph over sin. 
But we also know this. After Jesus died, we also believe, you see, you can go today over the Holy Land and they'll show you where Jesus, the tomb Jesus was put in, but you'll find it's empty. Three days later, something transpired. Jesus Christ died, but Jesus Christ rose again. Listen, that's not just to make a good Easter story. It's not just to make a good teaching or a good idea. It's that you and I would have hope because there's coming a day. Our head's going to be laid down. We're going to breathe our last breath on this. Jesus said, because I live, you will live also. When we believe that he died and rose again, we must as well believe that just as death had no power over him, it will have no power over us. One day death will be swallowed up in victory for every believer in Christ. John 14 and 19, because I live, you will live also. 1 Corinthians 6 and 14. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Boy, that's a good encouragement for us, isn't it? What we'll experience in the rapture has everything to do with our relationship with Jesus. The basis of the rapture has to do with our faith in Christ. The rapture are, is for those who have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Next we find that he begins to list some of the elements of that coming. Look at verse 15. According to the Lord's word. That's a really important line right there. It doesn't say according to the number one bestseller on the New York Times. It doesn't say according to what's selling best on Amazon right now or Kindle or any other reading avenue. This is not the thought of the apostles. This is according to the Lord's own word. We tell you that we who are still alive, are you alive today? Say amen. We who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself, I like that line. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Friend, he's not sending someone else. Jesus is coming. The Bible describes the church of the Lord Jesus Christ as the bride of Christ. He, speaking of Jesus, is the heavenly bridegroom. And the bridegroom is coming to gather his bride together from the four corners of the earth. You see, there's a strong attachment here. This summer, as we have walked through several weddings what we find is you get a young man up on a platform a stage like this and he'll stand there with these buddies and the minister and 
Somebody will open up the back door and the room is filled with radiance as this beautiful bride walks through the door and this strong, burly young man begins to bawl like a little baby. As he looks back and he sees the bride, her father walks her down. There comes a place when they stop and the minister will look at them and say, who is it gives this woman to be married to this man? He will say, her mother and I. The minister will then look at the young man and say, son, you can go get your bride. That young man will step forward. He'll extend his hand or his arm and he'll walk that young lady back up the steps where they'll be together for the rest of their lives. I believe it's about time that the father is about ready to look at the son, the bridegroom, and say, son, you can go get your bride. <laughs> You've waited a long time. You paid the price. The dower's already been paid. Everything's taken care of. Everything's put in order. We've prepared the house where you're going to live together for the rest of all eternity. Son, we've got it all together. It's time to go and get your bride and bring her home to be with us. See, there's a strong attachment here. He is the one who came to the earth. He's the one who went to the cross. He's the one who died for our sins. He's the one who redeemed us. Salvation is found in no other name but Jesus Christ. He said, I am the gate, and all who want to get to heaven have to go through me. It's no wonder that Jesus himself is coming to get us. goes on to say he will come down from heaven with a loud command. Jesus Christ is the voice of all voices. When he gives a command, things happen. When Jesus gives a command, he gets attention. Often we have wondered what is it he will command. I believe he will give the command to those bodies who've been waiting on resurrection. <laughs> Some have speculated. It may be very similar to when Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus in John 11 and said, Lazarus, come forth. The Lord will give the command. And when he does... Those bodies who've been laid to rest in a grave will hear the voice of the Son of God as he summons the bodies of everyone who's died in Christ and they will immediately, somebody say immediately. immediately. They will immediately rise from the graves and come to new life. John 5 and 25, very truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Woo! Next it says it's going to be a trumpet call of God. Trumpets have been used extensively throughout the Scriptures. In the Old Testament... The trumpet was often used to bring to people to bring and gather people together to assemble them to gather them as a group together and since Jesus is gathering together those who have died in him uh, with his command he has awakened those who've been asleep in the grave he's awakened those who've died and he's given that command to resurrect and now there's a trumpet call that is summoning those who are alive those who are watching those who are waiting those who are ready, there's going to be a trumpet call for those reminding them and calling them the return of Christ. 
Friend, in the near future, the trumpet is going to sound to call the church to its finest hour. The command for those who've died and now the trumpet blows for those who are alive and waiting for his return. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 51 and 52. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. How many of y'all ever have some aches and pains fill your body? Wow, you get up slower. When you get up out of the chair, you talk. Oh, me. Oh. You stand up, then you stand up, and everything pops, cracks. You sound like a bowl of Rice Krispies in the morning as the body is cracking and popping, and you're moving around. The Bible says... These bodies that we are housed in, this temple, this tabernacle, will be changed. He goes on to say, verse 16, And the dead in Christ will rise first. The graves are going to be open. Their bodies are going to come up out of the ground in an instant, in a moment, in the twinkling of, the, of an eye. The grave they've been in will be robbed of its power to contain them. One morning, one day, you say, what will that day be like? I think it'll be like today. It'll be like an ordinary day. One day, you're not going to get up to go through our routines of life and all of a sudden you're going to hear a trumpet sound. And when the trumpet sounds, you are going to feel more alive than you've ever felt in your entire life as your body immediately lifts off planet Earth and you and I are hurled together with those who've been in the grave. We're hurled up into the sky. We're going to meet Jesus Christ there. You know, we've been separated from some of our loved ones for a while. I have stood with many of you in this room as you have laid to rest family members, spouses, children. We've been separated for a little while. But the encouragement that comes through the word of God is this. We're going to be together with them once again. We have mourned, yes, our separation, but we're going to meet them in the air. And we're going to be with the Lord forever. Look at verse 17. After that, after they've been resurrected, after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. We'll be caught up. That word caught up is where people often have said, you know what, Pastor, I've been searching the Bible, and I can't find the word rapture in the Bible. It's because it's not there. Where rapture comes from that passage, caught up. That's what rapture means, to be caught up together. 
caught up together, moving through time and space. We'll be caught up together with them. We're no longer going to be separated. Those who've gone ahead of us will not miss this incredible event. Those who died in Christ looking for the rapture of the church, they didn't miss it just because they died. They were looking forward to a day. But listen, they may have perished in the natural, but the day of the Lord's return, they're going to get up first. After that, we're going to join them they haven't missed anything our family members will be there every baby that's been miscarried will be there every baby the world has aborted will be there Every family member, every friend that has died in Jesus Christ will be there in the clouds with us to meet the Lord in the air. We'll be together with them. The Bible says we will be with the Lord forever. No more parting. Verse 18, we began there, we're going to end there. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. I think, I think that's a good word for us today. You know, Paul and I, oftentimes in the evenings, we'll sit down to watch uh, the news. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of watching the news. I, I'm tired of watching the news and all the, all the junk. It comes from every direction. <laughs> it, you know, it doesn't matter today in our world if you're a Republican, a Democrat, an Independent, a whatever. Man, it's, it's come from every side and every direction. Our world today is in a mess. You know, you can pick up Facebook and it just continues there. I don't know about y'all, sometimes I get tired of it. I don't, I don't care. I just don't care. And, you know, sometimes you turn it off and the house gets quiet and you just kind of go, <sighs> it's easy, it's easy, though, to get caught up in all this happening. Have you ever watched the news and you're angry by the time the news is off? You, you came in the house, it was peaceful and quiet, and now you're angry, you're agitated, and your wife looks at you and you, you say, what are you looking at? I mean, you just see edgy and ah. Sometimes I just get tired of all that stuff. And you know, you try to think forward with the future and the future for your kids and the future for your life. And and you say, with everything going on in the world, hey, man, it's just it's hard to find something positive that you can latch on to. And I'll have to tell you, the Bible tells us. That as we get closer to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible describes it this way. Things are going to get worse. <laughs> Bad men are going to get worse. Evil is going to continue to. Listen, so don't be looking for it to get better. Don't be looking for uh, everything to get peaceful. In fact, when they start saying peace, peace, the Bible says you better perk ears up. Better be listening because something's getting ready to happen. Those things have a way of creating a sense 
of discouragement. And I think that's why the apostle is giving us this word here. Encourage one another with these words. Because this is more important than... Uh, if, if I say all the junk in the world, y'all know what I'm talking about? Just the junk. Just blah. Sometimes you ever feel like you just need to take an emotional shower and, and wash all that junk off of you. Man, he's... He says, encourage one another with these words. Listen, everything here is temporary. It's temporary. Everything there is eternal. And so listen, be encouraged today as a believer in Jesus Christ. Jesus is coming soon. It doesn't matter who's in the White House or who's in Russia or who's anywhere. Jesus Christ is coming again. It doesn't matter what the news channels may think, Facebook may think. None of that matters. Jesus is coming soon. Let your heart be encouraged. Let your heart be encouraged. Those of you who have lost loved ones on this side, let your heart be encouraged. It won't be long. Not long ago. Actually, it was right before Father's Day. I went out to where my father is buried. and um, I just kind of stood there for a few minutes in the mausoleum and stood there. And uh, if anybody else came in the room, they might think I'm a little crazy. But I just stand there sometimes and I talk to my dad. And I remember right before Father's Day, standing there right in front of that place. And I said, Dad, it's not going to be a long time. I'll see you again. Jesus is coming soon. So, friend, if you've lost a loved one in this side, let your heart be encouraged. This is not all there is to it. It's a season. It's a season. This next time, friends, we're not going to be separated again. Forever and ever and ever, we're going to be with Jesus. So why is this important? It's important because you need to be and I need to be ready for the return of Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear. Very clear that not everyone will be going when the rapture takes place. The Bible is very clear. There will be those who have a form of religion but don't know Jesus that won't be going. The Bible describes it this way. Two will be working and one will be taken the other left. There's going to come a time Jesus is going to return. And only those that are prepared will be going. So my question to you today, as you are sitting in this room, July 22nd, 2018, my question to you today is this. If Jesus were to return today or tomorrow, are you ready for the return of Jesus Christ? You see, there's a lot of other things I could ask you today, but nothing is more important than that question. Should Jesus Christ return, are you ready for his return? Would you bow your heads this morning? Father, I pray for every person in this room. And Lord, for the next few moments, Lord, in this place, I ask Holy Spirit that you will speak to our hearts. And Lord, I pray that uh, the busyness of the day, the plans that we have for today and for this week, I pray, Father, for the next few minutes, all those things, we will lay them aside so, Lord, we can focus on the most important day, the day that Jesus returns. 
So, Lord, I ask you today that you would speak to each person. Father, I pray you'll speak to each person. Lord, I pray you will leave no one out. I pray you will speak to people that today is their first time to ever be in a church service. And I pray, Father, today you will speak to people who spent every day of their life nearly in church. I pray, Father, you'll leave no one out. No one. Holy Spirit, speak to every heart, I ask. Holy Spirit, speak to every heart. Every heart. Every person. God, I pray every person in this room, God, there's not one of them that you'll leave alone. Holy Spirit, speak to them today. And Lord, I pray what you'll talk to them about is, are they ready for your return? Are they ready for your return? So Lord Jesus, do your work right now, I ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Please, would you keep your heads bowed? and No one moving about for the next few moments, please. Friend, I just want to ask you, uh, I don't feel like I need to Deliberate on this any longer. Friend, if you are not convinced that you're ready for the return of Jesus Christ, you'd say, would you pray for me this morning? Fred, would you just lift your hand right where you're at? I'm not sure that I'm ready for the return of Jesus Christ. Please remember me in prayer this morning. Yes. Yes. How many others this morning? Please remember me in prayer this morning. Yes. Yes. Friend, you can put your hand down after you've raised it. You say, I'm just concerned. I'm not ready. Please remember me in prayer this morning. I'm not asking you to sign up for anything. I'm just saying, if you're not sure you're ready, would you please just lift your hand right where you're at? Oh, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. God, I believe there are people in this room that you are speaking to their heart. And I pray that today is going to be a defining moment in their life. Today is going to be a day that's going to change everything. All across this room, right where you're at, I'm going to ask you right now, all across this room, we're going to pray prayer together and friend right where you're at if you just lifted your hand I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with us listen this is not about a repeated prayer this is about me just leading you in prayer you pray this prayer from your heart for all believers in this room I want to invite you to pray this prayer with us together today if you lifted your hand, pray this prayer from your heart. All of us together right now. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. I believe that in you my past can be forgiven. I believe in you I can have a great future. So today, I call on you. I ask you, forgive my sin. I ask you, 
cleanse me from all sin. I ask you to write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Today, I choose to turn from sin and follow you. Lord Jesus, I want to be ready for your return. Will you make me ready? Will you prepare me? I ask it in your name, trusting that you'll take care of it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, friend, being ready is not a hard thing. Jesus has already done the hard thing. He died on the cross. The hard work's already been done. You and I just have to receive. I want to encourage you today, if you prayed that prayer from your heart, the Bible talks about just living your life prepared and ready because the truth is, Jesus is coming any day. I don't know whether it'll be today, tomorrow, next week, next month. I don't know. But the one thing I'm 100% convinced of through the Word of God is that Jesus is coming again. Would you stand with me this morning? Verse number 18 in that passage says, Encourage one another with these words. I would like to exhort you as a body of believers today. There are many people, many believers that you know are walking through difficult times. I encourage you to encourage them with these words and when you get to the place where you feel frustrated with the future and you feel worried about tomorrow and you're worried about what's going to happen down the road open up your Bible and go to 1 Thessalonians 4 let your heart be encouraged and when you as a loved one you go and you visit the grave of someone that you've placed there be encouraged knowing that our separation is temporary and it's okay to say I'm going to see you again soon for the Lord himself will come down from heaven the dead in Christ will rise first after that we who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord Jesus is coming soon. Encourage one another with these words. I'd like to pray for you today. Father, I'm so thankful today that you have given us hope in Christ. I'm so thankful today. I'm so thankful today that you've got great things planned ahead for us. I'm so thankful today for the hope that we have in you. Lord Jesus, I ask you today, Father, those who have prayed this prayer together, God, will you strengthen their hearts? Strengthen their hearts, I pray. For those today who have been discouraged and maybe even through recent loss of a loved one, pray, Father, today their hearts would be encouraged by your word that you're coming soon.
And we're going to be together through the endless ages. Father, I pray that this morning you will bless your word to our hearts and fulfill everything you've purposed for us. We love you. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we ask it. And all the church said together, amen, amen. God bless you today. May the joy of the Lord always be your strength. God bless.